Welcome to season two of Tend Her Wild. We are so grateful that you continue to listen to us. It would really help us out if you would subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Tend Her Wild. Tell us what topics you want to hear. And if you hear an episode that resonates, send it to your girlfriends. The more women we bring into the wild woman circle, the stronger we collectively get. Let's all support each other to continue to get as bright and powerful as possible. Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Hello, Tender Wild podcast listeners. We are here today with our first episode of season, season two. two. We recorded, I believe, 95 episodes in season one over the course of almost two years. And it was about this time two years ago that we started this podcast and we re-listened to our first two episodes about ourselves. Yeah, because episode one and two recorded over two years ago. Yeah. We're about meet Kate and meet Betsy. And we shared with listeners where we were in life. And we thought, what better way to kick off season two than to update our listeners on where we are and some of the rewilding we've been doing as individuals and, and the impact that's had on our lives and getting honest about where we are currently and how we're navigating life. So we thought today would we would kick it off and, and share our updates. So thank you for joining us yeah, and thanks thank for being our listeners. You're out there in the ether. It's always the sense of that you're there. Yeah. We and, can feel you. Yeah. So we want to extend our gratitude for coming back for season two. And yeah. And we're grateful in. that you're listening because that's what allows us to keep coming back yeah. and continue this process, which is both scary and exhilarating and life enhancing and also at times hard. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I've talked about, we maybe unknowingly and knowingly brought in the archetype of the wild woman mm -hmm. two years ago when we started this process and she's been working on both of us <laughs> right, consistently for two years. Mm -hmm. We've seen how she works on our guest. And so it's a pretty miraculous, I would say, process and not always easy. Right. I think that's very honest. And there is also this sense that we are part of a bigger community and that we are all navigating this world at the same time on this planet. And there's comfort in knowing that as a community, we can rely on each other and yeah. have these conversations and, and hear from other women Learn. I've learned so much from our first season and the women we've listened to. Yeah, everyone has has provided, I think, gifts to me. Like honestly, that's been part of the joy. So much of this. learning. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and in many ways, I feel like of all of our guests, there's always 
at least one, often many more pieces of their story that I feel like, oh, that's my story. Mm -hmm. I relate to that. I know that. I feel that. And I think that's what this storytelling is all about is you can see yourself in other people. So you don't feel alone. You don't feel crazy. (laughs) You feel understood on some level. So I'm grateful to all of our guests and all of you out there who we haven't heard your story yet. Yes. Very grateful. We both listened to our episode, episode one and two. Uh, Mm -hmm. I listened to mine this morning. Did you listen to yours last night? I listened to it last night. Yeah. Um, So first I want to know what was your, we're going to start with you. Okay. Kate's updates. But I want to know first, what was that like hearing your voice from two years ago and your story and where you were at? Like, what was your first instinct? Well, I think my first instinct was I sounded, I had a lot of energy. I felt like my energy was very high. Mm. And looking back, it was, I was entering this period of kind of excitement and uncertainty. And I mean, part of it was just starting the podcast, but it was also where I was. I think we my, were nervous, probably. We were. <laughs> and, and that came through. It did. Yeah. So thinking about like having done 95, 94 after that, right? And how how much I grew, but also hearing that excitement. It's like kind of hearing a someone at the beginning of something mm. who was striking to me. Well, it's like of. watching a movie the second or third time where you know the ending and then yes. you listen to it and see it differently mm-hmm. because you know what's going to happen. Yes, that's, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, because back then I did not know. I had no idea what these two years were going to be about. No, no. And so it was, it was fun to re-listen and also to, I read this thing recently about honoring every, every stage you're at, that we, we really are different women at different stages and all these women are part of us. And so I kind of felt this connection to her mm-hmm. and like, I could, it was like seeing myself almost listening to myself and mm-hmm. knowing at that stage where I was and remembering back at kind of the excitement and uncertainty. And I, I knew I was being pulled, but I didn't know to what. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So this wild woman archetype, I feel like maybe we can define it. And then I'm super curious to know how she's been working in your life. I mean, I get the honor of sitting with you every week, but I, I want to hear, you know, your thoughts on this. And we have sort of talked about this wild woman archetype. I actually think that she is in some ways undefinable Mm -hmm. because she's mysterious and she works from the dark and I'm not meaning dark bad just she comes from more of the the mystery the feminine Uh, but I think her urge is for all of us to move into more authenticity Mm -hmm. with ourselves and then when we get real and truthful with ourselves then that moves into the world. Right. We move in the world differently. Right. And I think she wants us to find more freedom. Yeah. I think it's a, it, she's a portal. Yeah. Into yeah. freedom. Yeah. And I, I, for me, and I'll talk about this in a bit, but intuition to me is the wild woman is, that's mm. such an essence of her. And we go through so much of our, I've gone through so much of my life, not tapped into it. Yeah. That when you start tapping in suddenly, the answers appear, the yeah. the way appears, the the right people show up. And so there, it's such a gift, I feel like, having greater understanding of that archetype and how to work with it. 
Yeah. And it's also kind of an indestructible yeah. archetype. I feel like it, there's so much strength in it. There's a lot of strength. And I think it's important for us to also note that the wild woman is not out of control. Right. Because I think that's been sort of mm -hmm. what our culture has defined it as, is that you're out of control. Like when people hear you're doing a podcast called, called Tinder Wild, what? Mm -hmm. What's happening to you? <laughs> and it's not out of control. It's actually more in alignment with nature. It's actually more, more. I don't want to use the word control because that, all, but it, there's, there's more alignment. alignment. You're much more in alignment with your life. And with your, with your inner knowing, with your gifts, with your, why you're here on this earth. Right. I feel like that's where all of that comes. And yeah, you're right. Our culture doesn't always want us to find that. No, no. So, and I do think, and maybe we'll get into this as well, that um, sometimes when you do align with this powerful archetypal wild woman energy, you do get pushback mm -hmm. and you do get um, misunderstanding or uh, people may fall away. Yeah. Which is also, I think, part of the process. It is. As you get more authentic, people are going to fall away, but that's a part of, that's a natural part of how you're needing to evolve. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. How has this wild woman energy that we unleashed opened the can yeah. to two years ago? How do you see it in retrospect working through your life? Well, at the time we started this, I was in a, a corporate job and this felt like a little side gig that I was kind of quietly doing. Yeah, I remember you felt like you didn't oh, want a lot of people to know no. you're kind of keeping it under the wraps. You were yeah. afraid you were going to get in trouble I at was. work for doing it. I was. Yeah. And I, yeah, I felt a little bit like naughty, like, oh, like <laughs> I'm, you know, outside the box. Yeah. I, I knew that intuitively that this was outside the box, but it, it felt important and I felt very drawn to doing it. And I wasn't, I was willing to, to step outside to, to be able to do that. And so I think during, and I'm kind of, I, I've been looking at this as in kind of two years. So year one for me was very much about intuition. Mm. So as we started talking to women and hearing stories, I kept hearing this narrative about their intuitive knowing and how they would make decisions and how they, Many of the women we've talked to and, and who've shared their stories have been through hard things, but it woke them up to themselves and it helped them navigate the rest of their lives. And so for me, I started really recognizing that I was ignoring my intuition. I was very much still living in my head, mm -hmm. trying to please a lot of people, trying to do a job that while I liked elements of it and I loved, loved the people, there was something not quite aligned. Yeah. And I, I felt like I was forcing it. That wild woman knew you were out of alignment. Yes. Yeah. And so listening to my intuition, which a lot of it, I think, came even from my body. That first spring, I got pretty sick with an infection. I went to Costa Rica with you and had some time to reflect. And I knew, I, I kind of knew on that trip and I came back knowing again that I was transforming enough that I was going to be ready to take this leap. Yeah. 
And that was in the spring of that first year. And so there was kind of, that was like my true awakening to it's time, it's time. Mm. And over the summer, I think I remember even telling you, I think I, I'm going to see about, I was very burned out. My body was not, yeah. it was like screaming at me. I remember that. And I think I even told you, I think I'm going to ask, I, I'm going to take some, some leave. You're going to take a leave. Yeah. And honestly, the job wouldn't allow it. Yeah. <laughs> like as much yeah. as I wanted it, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And I, I couldn't do it. I took a few days off here and there, but I got to the end of the summer and I was like, I, that never, that didn't work. Mm. And so it was the beginning of that fall when I came to terms and I reflect back to that first episode with you when you said, you really know when it's time. Like mm-hmm. when I've pivoted, yeah. there's just been a, you know, and I realized you those, make a decision and go for it. Yes. And that happened again here. Yeah. And I was right around Labor Day and I said to my husband, it's time. And he said, I know. He'd kind of been watching. We'd been talking, and and there was no looking back after I said that. I call it kind of like the hand on the on your back. Mm. It's like I've had one of those. Yes, and it's it's. I believe in it, like a little push, Mm -hmm. like it's time. Yeah. So that was really year one of Mm -hmm. this podcast. Was you starting this wrestling? Can I stay in this job? My body wants me to leave. Mm -hmm. I want to leave, but I feel like I should stay. And I remember there was a moment when you were going to have to talk to your board and you were afraid that they were going to call you out on having a podcast. Yeah. You were like so worried that maybe I can't be doing this extra work. Are they, do they think I'm not putting in the efforts that I should be at my job because I have the side gig that I'm doing? Right. And like now that I work with more women too, I also think when you are, when you do have something on the side that you're passionate about, because you can do that. People can stay in a job. Yeah. And still have this passion or take photography or absolutely. You don't have to quit a job to have a passion. Right. But what was starting to happen for me is that the pull of the side gig was becoming stronger than stronger (laughs) and magnetic. And then I started to feel this release happening Mm. with the big job. Like Mm -hmm. I, my energy was shifting during that first year and I couldn't ignore it anymore. Mm. And I knew, I remember saying, this will be my biggest regret. I, and and mm. I actually think the wild woman archetype was like, there's, sorry, you don't have a choice. That was the push on your back. Maybe yeah. that wild woman archetype yeah. is like, this is more in alignment with who you are and where your heart right. is. And so we're going to yeah. push you. Yeah. So that fall, about the time that I, I let my board know and I made the plan to be done at the first of the year, we did a retreat. With about 20 women here. Do you remember that? I do. And we did an art project with Monica. And I drew, she had us do a meditation, and I drew a picture of mountains. And they were purple mountains, and there were several mountains. And I am climbing up. It looks like I was climbing up a mountain, but I'm actually coming down. Oh. I was coming down a different mountain. And there was water that I could then see like a big lake. So I have this and I just found it last week when I cleaned my office. And I was telling a friend about it and she said, oh my gosh, have you read Emma Chodron's poem that references this? Mm. And I do not believe I had. And when she sent it to me, I was like, no, I hadn't. 
So I'm going to read it because when I, when she sent it to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's what happened. So it says on the journey of the warrior, the path goes down, not up as if the mountain pointed toward the earth instead of the sky. Instead of transcending the suffering of all creatures, we move toward turbulence and doubt however we can. We explore the reality and unpredictability of insecurity and pain, and we try not to push it away. If it takes years, if it takes lifetimes, we let it be as it is. At our own pace, without speed or aggression, we move down and down and down. Mm. With us moves millions of others, our companions in awakening from fear. At the bottom, we discover water. Wow. The healing water is our heart, our wounded, softened heart. Wow. Right down there is the thick of things. We discover that love will not die. It is gentle and warm. It is clear and sharp. It is open and spacious. The awakened heart of Bodhicitta is the basic goodness of all beings. Mm. So for me, I had climbed the mountain that I thought I was supposed to summit. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was the one. But coming down has been the mm. the most shift and the most growth. And and I feel like I found a different peak that's, you know, a different yeah. latitude. Yeah, that's but- so powerful because also as we're talking about this wild woman archetype, I feel like the direction is in and down, like to go into yeah. your feminine, to go into the body, all these, th- to go into intuition, it is going down mm-hmm. into the dark. I mean, the wild woman archetype, the wild feminine is yeah. considered the, you know, the dark, right? the mystery. And right. so it's so beautiful, this idea of like, as Pema says, that's the journey. That's the journey. And the part that said there are hundreds of people with you or thou- millions of people with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is like you said, this community and being, and knowing we're not, you're not doing the not doing downward all. effort on your own. No, we're not. Mm-hmm. And there's power in having that community, which I know also helped me. Like I think about this podcast is really, and the relationships with these guests and you and these conversations, it was like a weekly reminders to myself, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. There's some accountability yes. that happens when you show up and yeah. talk about it and then feel like, oh, I I need to walk, walk the, the walk. walk. Yeah. And that yeah. was very true for me. Um, and when I let my staff know that they knew it, like they they had seen it. Mm. So usually the people around you, they may not know what how to name it, but they feel you being pulled. Yeah. Whether it's a relationship yeah. or a job or when you're ready for a shift, which now is the work I'm doing with others, which yeah, is like, this is your coaching work now. Yeah. And so your two has really been defining that for myself and seeing the, how I can help others in the patterns and using my own experience to also help guide others and be kind of holding space for others who are ready to make a shift mm. in their life. And when they're feeling stuck being that, that person that can hold space for them. So my own work has informed obviously what I'm doing now. And, and I feel this year has been much more of alignment. Like Mm. I I just have watched myself moving into a place where I have, I feel like I'm in more of my calling than Mm. I've ever been. Beautiful. In my life. Beautiful. But it wasn't easy. 
and it wasn't overnight. Yeah. But yeah, that's these last two years have, have been a huge shift for me and not just, not just in my profession. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask that, like, cause where about that. your heart or your emotions, how has this process shifted you or where are you today? Yeah. Oh, I think it's, I think my tapping into my intuition and really understanding more about the wild woman archetype has helped me in my relationship. I use my voice differently. I, I think I told you the other day, sometimes I feel softer and stronger at the same time. Mm. But I think that's the feminine that I avoided for so much of my life. It's the soft piece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's strength in that. Like mm -hmm. I always had thought, well, if you're too much that way, you're then, too soft, you'll get walked on. Yeah. Or... yeah. And in all my, my career had, I, I was in very, you know, masculine environments where that's, that was kind of the, the culture and the, the way I looked at it. So, so it's helped relationships. I'm working on helping my parenting mm. too. And, you know, wanting my kids to also trust their intuition and not trying to control for them yeah, and allowing their lives to unfold and trust themselves yeah. with big decisions. And I have one kid going off my last one to college and knowing that he, he will know, he will know he needs some guidance still, but, and we need to be around him, <laughs> yeah. but he is, he's wise. Like yeah. seeing my own wisdom has helped me see it in my children. Beautiful. And in my, in my husband too, yeah, I think. Beautiful. So it definitely has shifted in all aspects for me. And there's mm -hmm. still, I will still say there is more work to be done. Like it's not, yes. it's never over, right? Endless, um, yeah. And there's days when I'm better at it than others. And, you know, even in, in having my own business now, it's like when I feel anxiety, it's when I'm not trusting, right? Mm. So trying to be more intuitive in how I even do my business and allowing what's for me to show up and not pushing and, yeah. you know, but still being fierce and strong, yeah. right? There's, and so it's like a balancing act. Yeah. I've definitely seen your softness come out more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I abandoned. Not that you weren't always tender because I feel like you always had a very tender, compassionate heart. But yeah, maybe it is leaning more into the intuitive softness, mm -hmm. right? That you don't have to revert back always to the structure, hard masculine. Like you are, right. you're trusting that you can make decisions and yeah. produce and live from and move from more of that feminine that I think now is more in alignment with your beautiful masculine too, which is so good at getting things done and yeah. cracking things off list and taking action. And yeah, it's that flow. Yeah. Like Michaela Bohm talked about. Yeah. Go and flow and like yeah. how you, how you navigate that. And my default is no longer just go. go. <laughs> yeah. You have more flow. Yeah. You have more flow. <laughs> that feels good. It does feel good. So I attribute a lot of it to this this whole experience. Do you have any intention or desire for where you want your wild woman archetype to guide you? Like if you were to plant little seeds right now of like, oh, this is the next thing I would like to develop or understand or know or move toward. So I did kind of some visioning at the beginning of the year, not necessarily resolutions or anything, but just like 
looking ahead and it felt my word this year is expansion. And so I, in year two, I feel like, like year one, I was kind of getting things moving and, and feeling comfortable and, you know, even just working alone. I've worked with a team for 25 your whole years. Year, your whole you know? career, yeah. And I love working with people. So for me, it's that this year will be about expanding like myself, continuing to learn because I'm a seeker but being intentional about what I'm seeking and what I'm learning and how I'm bringing that in and then finding the opportunities that feel true to me. Mm. And so, yeah, I guess what I want to do is call in the things that, that are, that are right for me so that I can expand into this new way of being, I guess. And, Mm. and, and the work is part of that, but I do believe in a lot of ways, it doesn't feel so much like work when it feels kind of natural. To yeah. me. And, and yeah. I haven't really had that type of alignment before. And it's not, again, it's not easy. It's not, it, there's still a lot of challenges yeah. and it's a lot of work and systems are not set up for women to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't believe they are. So we need each other. And I think that's the other piece is expanding and, and, and recognizing how can I continue to lift others up and be part of a community and help growing a community of women doing amazing things and supporting one another. That's where I feel the most, I feel like my heart expands when I see that happening for others yeah. and I'm part of that. Yeah. So. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing. It's good to get the low down. Yeah. And it does, it was good to reflect. And that's what I would suggest to anyone is always give yourself time to, mm-hmm. so we've all come a long way mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. We had a big opening of four years that ago. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today's episode is supported by Dr. Yoga Mama. I have an upcoming program I'd love to tell you all about. If you have a calling to integrate the mind and the body, this might just be for you. Yoga for the Mind is uh, sort of my baby, my signature program based on my study of psychology and yoga. It's a four-month program, provides you a certificate for integrating yoga into mental health work or integrating mental health into how you teach yoga. Graduates of this program, working within whatever your scope of practice is, will be able to use these skills as a beautiful treatment for mental wellness. This episode is also being sponsored by Kate Moreland Coaching. If you have an interest in transformational coaching, either in an individual or group setting, please reach out to katemorelandcoaching.com. So, (laughs) I'm in the hot seat now. You had a kind of a cliffhanger in episode two, I think, with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it really actually helped me to hear you talk about it's a little mind blowing that we've done this for two years. And I really appreciated how you talked about year one. This is sort of what was happening year two. And as I re-listened to my episode two, Meet Betsy, yeah, I could feel my anxiety. It was actually kind of hard to for me to mm-hmm. listen to. And I realize that we recorded this in our first episode, you know, or our second, first and second episode we recorded in December of 
2021. Right. A few months before we released it. Yeah, a few months before we started the podcast. And so I was one month into a year-long separation. And so I could feel that in sense that in my voice and my energy, I, you know, it was, I I guess I, today I felt like as I listened to it, I felt a mix of judgment Mm -hmm. in myself. And then also some compassion in there too, about what a rough road that was um, and how much was sort of unraveling in my life. So I think year one of the podcast was a lot of unraveling for me. And I do think the wild woman archetype was a big part of that because I think that energy is really good at helping us see and get clear on what's for us and what's not for us. So I think that year of separation for me was me unraveling a lot in myself, unraveling a lot in the dynamic of the relationship that hadn't been working. And it was a really painful, hard year. Mm-hmm. It was really, really hard on so many levels. Can I just say yeah. that I have so much, having kind of sat and witnessed Yeah, that, you were a bit, you were a huge part of it. Just how brave it was for you to have done the podcast during that time, to have let people know without, you know, getting into details, but just what you were going through, there's a ton of courage that it took. Mm. So I know you said you feel a little judgment, but I saw great courage in you Mm. and how much that helped other people who may have been in a similar place. So I just want to say to you, on behalf of people listening, mm-hmm. that it really was incredibly brave to to do this type of project during a time when so things were was, falling apart. Yeah, things are really falling apart. Yeah. And I, I, I still feel this about the podcast. Every time we sit down in front of these microphones, it is like, okay, how truthful and vulnerable are you going to get? And it often feels like the next day or when we were listening to it, I'm like, oh, shit, did we say that? You know, it, it's sort of like, um, you know, and then I'll meet people and then I'll be like, well, how much do they know about me? Because Mm -hmm. I shared it on, it's such a weird phenomenon, but I think somewhere along the line, I made the decision about trying to just be in truth as much as felt comfortable. And of course I didn't share all the gory details, but you know, I think it's so important for we as women to show our humanity because mm-hmm. we all struggle and we all suffer and we all yeah. have shit and we all, you know, go through really hard stuff. And that just happened to be, I would say, the hardest year of my life, really. Yeah. So there was a bunch of unraveling. There was a bunch of deep, dark, nitty gritty, hard work for myself and for my husband. And, um, you know, we did a really good job in that year of trying to keep stability for our kids. Although we laugh and say, someday they'll tell (laughs) you guys really screwed us up that year, but we did a good job of, you know, still being in contact and meeting for coffee and having hard conversations and really getting to the roots of why our relationship had been so challenging. And so I do think that year of coming apart was powerful for me, for my family, for everything in my life. And then we got back together Mm -hmm. a year later. And then 
like two months into that, I was like, I can't do this. I have to be out again. And I can look back now with a lot of compassion for myself and see that that's my wounded coping mechanism is running, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to face this. This is too hard. There's too much pain from all these years of, you know, and fear and fear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, two months into being back together, I had sort of a spiritual experience. It was that push on the back that you felt mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, you know, was ready to move out again and really move towards divorce. And I got a really strong message uh, that like, this isn't the time you need to fight for this. You need to like hunker down and face it. And this is the big piece that I feel is important to share. You need to take responsibility for your half. Like Mm -hmm. I think in that year of unraveling, I, I needed to go into my anger and my sense of all the bad that had happened, but it wasn't good to stay stuck there. Didn't take me anywhere. And so that push on the back was like, you take responsibility. You were as much a part of the problem, you know, step up, see it for what it is. And then like fight for it. Yeah. There's that fierceness of the wild woman too, right? Yeah. It was very, that, that moment, that spiritual experience for me, that it felt very fierce. It felt like this fierce energy coming in being like, Shaking me a warrior energy. Like, what are you doing? Don't you dare run. Yeah. You know, I remember witnessing that in you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's similar to what I talked about there. There, the clarity suddenly was there for you. Yeah. When the push came and you're like, yeah, there you, you, your clarity was very visible. Yeah, I think I was, I think when you're unraveling anything in your life, you're stirring up the pot. And so it's really muddy waters. And so I think the unraveling muddied up a lot in my life. And then when that push came and it was sort of like, you stay put, don't you run anymore. Mm -hmm. Then finally the sediment could sink to the bottom again. And I did, there was a, a deeper clarity of like, okay, I, I need to stick with this. There's more here. And that's what it, really felt like is that this story isn't done yet. Mm. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what the outcome will be. I, but it's not done. Like I was in a way prematurely trying to end something that hasn't had its completion yet. Which is why there was so much struggle. Which is why I could never get clear. People be like, oh, you'll be clear. You'll know. And I was like, no, I don't know. I can't get clear. No matter how much I meditate, I can't get clear. Yeah. But so, you stuck, you stayed with that feeling too. Yeah. I of, stayed with a lot of hard feelings yeah, for you a very long time. Yeah. And I know, yeah. and it, there is so much pain in that, but also I think coming out on the other side of, of that experience, you, you wrestled with so much, like you said, that the clarity, you let things settle. Yeah. And I, I also want to say that you, I mean, I think you had a lot of support, but you also, you allowed yourself to do your inner work in a oh, very man, individual way. man, did I way. ever sink in. And I, and I think that's maybe what has brought me into year two. So year one was the unraveling and year two is sort of the building back together from the foundation up, but in a new way. And it's really interesting, you know, into that second year, there was a moment, um, this is almost a year ago, where I stepped down into my garage 
and I twisted my ankle really bad mm-hmm. to the point that I fell to the ground. I had this like massive wave of nausea. I was in so much pain and I was for sure, I, I was like, I broke it. I, there's yeah. no way I didn't break this. My husband was home luckily that day and I yelled cause I couldn't really even get yeah. up. We went to the doctor right away and they're like, no, it's just a really bad sprain. But it took me, and it's still healing, a full year of physical therapy and all of these different healing modalities. And and I'm still working through some of the pain patterns, but it's like I was needing to rebuild from the ground up. And it was my right side. And in mind-body medicine, the right side is the masculine side. And I really think this last year for me has been a rebuilding of my relationship to my masculine mm-hmm. and to the world's masculine. I watched that in you. Yeah. And that there has been, I think prior to this, this new, this ankle break <laughs> and rebuilding from the ground up, I was really mad and angry at men. Yeah, I was mad at my husband. I was mad at men. I would, the patriarchy, but it's really interesting. I had very much just focused it on men. And I see the patriarchy is not men. Right. It's, it's a system. system. And, you know, it they're, impacts, they're just, there's just negatively as, impacted. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think I, in my own healing, in my own inner work, like I have done so much forgiveness towards men and and really starting to see how in some ways they are sometimes more negatively impacted. Like they're, they're not free free to to feel emotions and talk like you and I are talking right now and have deep connections with friends. And so I, I think I'm finally healing my anger Mm -hmm. and my frustration towards men, (laughs) which is manifesting in me differently now. right? Right. Like I'm, finding a much better middle ground of honoring the feminine and the masculine, that they're both important and they're both important in me. And do I sometimes wonder if also in our relationships, the balance, the masculine and feminine in Mm. at least our relationships that are, you know, yeah, we, we've talked a little bit about our husbands kind of tapping into the, to their, emotional side and their feminine side. And, you know, there is a lot to be said for how those dynamics are in a relationship too. When, when my feminine was very buried, Mm -hmm. right. How did that impact my relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, what was I bringing to the table? And and you're Mm -hmm. kind of articulating the same thing. Yeah. It can, in your healing of that in yourself, it heals something in the relationship. Yeah. And it's interesting. I would never have, you know, two years ago when we recorded our first podcast, I I would never have predicted that I'd be where I am today, right? Like I, I think at that point I was like, I don't, this can't work out. This has to end. And it did have to end and restart in a new way. So I think that's the other piece that I think I'm sinking into more is that life is such a mystery. There are no guarantees you can't really predict anything control (laughs) and the idea of like the more you know the less you know that's the other big piece Mm -hmm. that I think I'm 
settling into with more grace. And maybe this is because I'm almost to the cusp of my 50th year, but um, the idea of like, there's so much we can't ever know and surrendering to that, like surrendering to having to figure it all out or make sense of it or and when you free pretty and clean, you know, exactly. it's like it's so life is so messy and unpredictable. And and when you're not do, trying to do that, you do free up a lot of energy mm-hmm. for other things mm-hmm. to build yeah. something new, to to put your energy towards something that feels yeah good and true. Because yeah. I think I often too had my energy wrapped up in trying to control or you know feel like I I needed to. I was trying to hold a lot together for a very long time. And so, yeah, there was a definitely the unraveling and the rebuilding and I'm still rebuilding and similar to what you said, it will be a forever process. Like I feel so, uh, I want to say committed, but the word that wants to keep popping up is responsible. Like I feel responsible to the work. Like I feel responsible to stay in the depths. Like I love that Pema poem you shared. Like I'm so committed to this process of in and down, in and down, in and down, in and down. Like when you've taught so many of us, yeah, I just so like continuing to go look at yourself and your shadow and what triggers you and, you know, and what keeps you stuck and be open to course corrections and be open to, yeah, you know, absolutely. So it's so important. Yeah, life does throw you things and it's not it's over. Close to it. <laughs> yeah. Like you think you have a five year plan. And mm-hmm. I sometimes I don't I think the universe laughs at that. It's I do like, too. Ha, 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 you yeah. think you're gonna do this. <laughs> Just you wait and see. And that's what the power of listening back to episode one and two was for me, of like, whoa, I wouldn't ever have thought that where I'm at today, this right. is where I was gonna end up. So and I think there's I can feel in myself fear around that, but also like so much excitement. It's like, yeah. ah, you don't know the ending. Yeah. It's yeah, like a book. It, it's like know, a good book. Right? And you just keep reading and you keep, and I just want to honor, you know, I mean, you do such amazing work as a psychologist and a yoga teacher to help uh, your students and your clients like go down and in and, and just your honesty of encouraged of sharing like your own experience of doing that. And giving yourself that year to do that. Cause you really have been holding that space for others to unravel yeah. for so many years. Yeah. So when people are in helping professions, sometimes they don't take, you know, or there's, yeah. there's not time because you, like you said, you were holding so much for other others and my family. Yeah. Yeah. So, but by you tapping down and going down and in and doing that work, it it's ending up benefiting everyone mm-hmm. around you. As well as, you know, yourself, yeah. obviously. But And I think the interesting part is for anyone out there who's listening, that's like, oh, yeah, I need to unravel. Or I feel like that's <laughs> coming. I mean, there's, you sort of believe it's going to be horrible and hard. And it is hard, but it's also the easiest thing because it's what's supposed to happen. Like, it's like the course correction like when your GPS has taken you something wrong or taken, or you've gone right. somewhere wrong and you, you get course corrected and, yeah. but it's like, it's also easy. Like if you can surrender into the process, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's, it is hard and it is painful and, and it's the easiest thing because it's where nature wants to take you. I mean, right. your intuition knew being in that job wasn't right. 
my intuition knew as much as I wanted to wipe my hands clean and be like, I'm moving on. It wasn't right. right. It was a different path that was more in alignment with myself, just like for you. And so the unraveling, the undoing of mm-hmm. what you thought the plan was going to be is so hard and so easy. That sounds like such a paradox, but. Well, and it, it, but it is right. And we, we often avoid it. The wild woman archetype too is often associated with like the perimenopause time and autumn. Yeah. And so I was thinking about both of us being in this stage in our life too. Yeah. And how often, you know, we, we've always called it the midlife crisis, right? So we have this negative connotation for this time in life, but it is the unraveling. It's the undoing of all the things that, that aren't us, aren't serving us, that yeah. aren't true to us, that aren't in alignment with us. Yeah. And that time in life is very, if you can look at it as a magical time that allows you to do that, your body's literally doing it too mm-hmm. in perimenopause. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's, it's transforming. Yeah. So it does make it less scary and less ominous. It's like, yeah, um, it's easier said than done, but it, <laughs> it can be really. But anyone who's on the cusp of an unraveling, I would say, you know, fasten your seatbelt, mm-hmm. be in supportive spaces and know that it's also easy on some level too, because your life, I feel like our lives, our souls, they know what we need and where we're supposed to go. And we just have to, there's beauty in letting like, go the leap, right? Like mm-hmm. the free fall leap, like, okay. And sometimes actually, as I'm reflecting on you and me, it, we, neither of us were going to leap. It was like that little push on the back. Yeah. Like now, like you have no choice anymore now. Yeah. And I do think that comes many people. Yeah. Well, it's been, this has been great, even yeah. for you and I, for our relationship yeah. to catch up and yeah. talk really about, you know, summing up where we've been and, and I don't know where this next season. I don't know us. either. It's all mysterious, but we have some great guests already planned and we look forward to seeing what else this wild woman archetype wants to teach us. Yes. Cause I'm sure there's, there's many, many lessons a coming. There's much more. Right. Thanks Betsy. Thanks Kate. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week.